Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. It's Friday. We made it through another work week. We're in Genesis, and I'm having fun with Genesis, getting back to the very beginning of the great story. So many things to learn and so many great connections to be made. We're in chapter 9 today, and it was verses 8 and 9 that resonated with me. It says, Then God said to Noah and his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you. Today's podcast is entitled Blood and Covenant. As my maternal grandparents entered the home stretch of their earthly journeys, they faced some difficult financial circumstances that led to some difficult decisions that had to be made. My grandfather's medical needs were draining their savings, which was threatening the financial security of my grandmother, who would most certainly survive my grandfather, possibly for years to come. A social worker suggested that one solution would be for my grandparents to legally divorce so that their finances would be legally split, allowing my grandmother to retain their savings under her name while my grandfather's needs could be provided for by the state. I was quite a young man at the time. It was like late high school, early college. And I have a vivid memory of my grandmother asking me what she should do. I remember because it was the first time that I'd considered both the legality, the spirituality, and the tradition of marriage. And that led me to realize, perhaps for the first time, that while the institutions of both church and state are involved in the process of a couple getting married, there is absolutely zero, no detailed prescription for marriage in the Bible, other than addressing it as a basic, assumed relational construct of human familial relationship and cultural systems. So far in our chapter-day journey of Genesis, the husband and wife relationship has been assumed, but nowhere has there been a discussion of ceremony or process or the particulars other than a man and a woman leaving their respective families and establishing a new one, becoming one flesh. So the relational agreement between husband and wife is assumed And its process is not specifically prescribed in the great story. What the the Bible does address is the agreements between God and humanity. And in the ancient times, they were called covenants. Once again, since we're in the beginning of the great story, we're going to keep running into firsts. And in today's chapter, we come across the first covenant between God and humanity since expulsion from the garden. God initiates and he makes the covenant never to destroy all earthly life by natural catastrophe again. Now, just before this covenant, God establishes the sacredness of human life and it is metaphorically established in blood or lifeblood, as it says in the chapter. The ancients recognized that when when blood poured out of a person, if they were wounded, well, they died. So there were made this connection between blood and life. So in today's chapter, God establishes the sacredness of life, 
blood, and covenant. And just as I mentioned that the flood was an earthly foreshadowing of what would be the spiritual sacrament of baptism, today's events are an earthly foreshadowing of the spiritual metaphor in the sacrament of communion. Quote, Then Jesus took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. End quote. That's Matthew chapter 26, verses 27 through 29. So in the quiet this morning, I'm once again awed by the connected themes of the great story from the very beginning. God is proactive from the very beginning in initiating a committed, also known as a covenant, relationship with humanity that will bring life in contrast to the death which came through disobedience and the breaking of relationship. And God is still doing it. As I remember, each time I choose to step up and partake of the bread and the cup, as Jesus prescribed for his followers. Now, as for my grandparents, they chose not to take the social worker's suggestion. My family helped to find other alternatives for them. And that's great. I respect them for that. That said, I told my grandmother that I did not believe a legal divorce on paper from the state of Iowa could ever nullify the spiritual bond of covenant and the spiritual oneness or the cord of three strands woven between them and God. And I believe that still. You see, matters of spirit are deeper and more eternal than the reach of any human legal system on earth. I hope you have a great weekend, my friend. We'll see you back here on Monday.